Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Sunday. I mean, this is one of those Sundays that people talk about literally all year long. I've been getting messages from people for a month now that have said, I'm actually stressed out about trying to figure out what my word is for 2021. And my reply to them is, it's possibly less, just less anxiety, less worry, less stress. If you gotta worry about anything, don't worry about this word. Because at the end of the day, the beauty of one word is this thing, clarity. Every human on the planet, I don't care who they are, we need clarity. And we need clarity in every part of our life, especially our spiritual development. Now, uh, to get this concept of spiritual development, it's, it's really a big deal. And this is why, because God has us living on this continuum from birth to heaven as a follower of Christ, from birth to where you are today. Every single day, we make a move either closer to God to stay where we are or to literally go backward. We serve a God who is a forward-looking God. We serve a God who saw ahead of us at the time of creation. We saw a God who saw ahead of us that at the time that Adam and Eve fell, he knew that his entire work of creation would be about the redemption of mankind. That at the end of the day, God, who loves us so much, who created us and sustains us, that same God, his desire for us is that we are a people that are moving forward. That's what spiritual development is all about. When we choose a word today, it is designed to be a word that would help structure clarity in our life as to exactly how you believe God is speaking into your life about moving toward him across the year and these next 11 months in 2021. So I thought it might be helpful today if I could give you four words just to kind of prime the pump and get you thinking about your word. And I wanted to start with this scripture and it comes straight out of Matthew's gospel in chapter six in verse 33. And the very first word is the word I'd love for you to write down right now. And it is seek, S-E-E-K, seek. And this is what the scripture says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Now, when we start thinking about one word and you use the word seek, then we get this concept that seek is something that we're going after. We're looking for something specific. When I go and I seek after something, I am usually seeking after a fried shrimp po' boy. Are you with me? So we want to seek after something specific. And God says, if you want everything that is his goodness, if you want everything that includes his glory, you're going to seek after his kingdom. Now, many of us are, are try to wrap our head around, what does it mean to seek after God's kingdom? To seek after God's kingdom is to seek after his righteousness, his goodness. To seek after his kingdom is to seek after his will for your life. To seek after God's kingdom is to ensure that we're a people that want to and desperately need God's direction on a daily path. So my friend, the question that we might ought to ask ourselves when we're looking for our one word is, what is it we need to seek after? 
I was uh, thinking this past week about what is the power of one word? Well, you know, one word could be a young couple that is experiencing a long time trying to find a way to have a baby. And that one word is when the doctor says pregnant. Or it could be that one word that says, well, cancer. Or it could be that one word that says approved. Or for the college student looking for where they want to go to school, it could be accepted. Whatever that word is, what we know is that we need to seek after that which God has for us. Here's my question for you right now as you begin to seek after your word for this year. Do you desire God's best for your life? I know that's a fully loaded question. Do you want to seek after God's best for your life? Because when you do, listen to what the scripture says. Above all else, seek after the kingdom of God, right? And then it says, and live righteously. And you know what God's promise is right there? And he will give you everything you need. That's one word, seek. I want to take you to another part of scripture and uh, follow with me in the book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy is one of my favorite books. If you've never read through it, I really want to encourage you to jump in to 2 Timothy. Well, in the third chapter, beginning in verse 16, listen to what scripture says. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. The second word is search. When we seek, we go after. When we search, we dig. Now, see the, see the subtle difference? When we seek, I'm, I'm looking at a broader field for something specific. When I search, I've narrowed that down and now I know where I'm looking. You see, it's, it's, it would be like trying to find on a massive beachfront a tiny little earring. And you, you would start and you'd know, well, I lost it on the beach. Well, now I know, but it was right in this section. Well, this text tells us that if we're going to seek, seek we need to know where to search. Uh, listen to that again. If you know you need to seek after that word, where do you search for what that word's going to mean in your life. And to search would mean that we need to know where to look and the scriptures are where we look. Now, no matter where you are, where you've come from, whatever your background is, the key to this one word is, where does God have you going and what does God have for you to do? And I know many people would say, well, Chuck, I just don't have a clue. Well, the key for that is to seek after God's will and to search for that in God's word. Listen to his promise that comes with this. God uses his word to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Well, I don't know about you, but everything I do, I wanna be good work. If it's at church or if it's with a neighbor or if it's with a club or whether I'm playing ball or whatever it is, I want it to be good. And so the scriptures say, if you want to find what God's best is for your life, then inevitably you've got to know where to look for it. 
And where we look for it is inside God's word. This is why we offer the weekday podcast every single weekday morning, five minutes a day, five days a week, a piece of scripture and a short commentary. It's why we've asked you to read through the book of Proverbs in this month of January. But now that tomorrow is February, we're going to introduce to you February Memories, which is a scripture verse a week for you to memorize with all the rest of us so that you'll know where to search and stay on your one word. In a moment, we're gonna take a break and then I'll come back with two more words. So here's your homework during this break have two things ready. The first one is have a willingness to stop and ask the Lord, God, what is that one word that you have for me? What is your best for me this year? So what is that one thing you want to remind me of every morning, every evening, that this is the word I'm to move forward on that continuum with so that I can live for you? Lord, I'm seeking what you have for me, but God, I'm committing to search for it in your word. Now, the second thing is this, go ahead and start writing down several words that the Lord's gonna bring into your mind. Don't overthink it, just start writing them down. None of them are are permanent yet, just start writing them on a piece of paper. And they're going to start helping you frame in your mind and in your soul exactly what God would have for you. But keep this in mind when you deal with those two things. Number one, do I really wanna seek after God's kingdom? Because if you do, he says, everything you need, I'll provide. Do I and am I willing to take the scriptures and get them in my soul so that I can search for your best? And if I do, he'll prepare me and he'll use me for every good work. I can't think of a greater promise. So let me pray for you. And then Zach, take it away. We'll take a short break and I'll be back in a minute with the other two words as we look after one word. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be with these sweet folks today. Give them wisdom to know what this one word is as they move closer toward you week by week, day by day. And Lord, give us all a greater passion to seek after you in your word so that we might have the wisdom, the instruction, and the direction we need in our life to receive your best for us. And Lord, we thank you that you don't hide these things from us. You want to give them to us. You're just waiting for us to come and ask for them. So reveal them to us with great power in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. We'll be right back.
Like a feather, find my wandering heart to me. I'm prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Is my heart, Lord, seek and seal it, seal it for Thy courts above. Is my heart, Lord. I love that song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. There is so much truth found in that piece of music, and there's so much scripture that is supported inside that scripture. One of them I think you would find is this third word entitled, so. Now, uh, I, I know you've heard the phrase, you know, what, what you reap, you sow, but I want to remind us that as we're seeking God's best, as we're trying to move in that continuum, we're seeking, we're searching, but we're sowing. Now, uh, sowing inside the scripture seems to always have something to do with what Jesus talked about being fishers of men, that we are people that are out there sowing seeds. And you've, you've heard Jesus speak of the parable of, of sowing seeds. You've also heard last week the, the concept that he who wins souls is wise, sowing the seed of the gospel. But today I want to talk about sowing in a different way. And that is found in the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 11 in verse 6. Now listen carefully to this because I'll bet you've never heard this one in a sermon. Here we go. Plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon. For you do not know if profit will come from one activity or another, or maybe both. When I read this scripture, I'm reminded of all kinds of things, but two in particular that I think helps us as we move on the continuum toward God's best for our life in 21. The first one is this, sow in the morning. I can't encourage you enough to take three short steps every morning. I, listen, I get it. You got to sleep. You're up late with kids. You got to report. You got to hustle. I want to make sure I stop and get my coffee. There's a million reasons not to do this, but I can give you five million why you should. If you want God's best, choose to arise early enough where you can get scripture inside you. Remember what we said last week? It's not about how much scripture it's about scripture getting inside you. It is a living, breathing, spiritual probiotic that is working inside your soul and it's doing a work that no other word that you get in you can do. So if you only have time to read one piece of scripture and it takes you three minutes to do it, 
get that in you. The second thing is this, make sure you start your day with gratitude. And don't just think it, don't just say it, write it. There is something absolutely wonderful when you begin your day with gratitude. When you're grateful for what you have, what you have is always enough. And here's what I've learned. If you want God's best, he will give you that best, but he wants you to be grateful for what you have. Why on earth would the Lord want you to have more if you're not grateful for what you have? And so I want you to get scripture in you every day, even if it's two minutes. I want you every day to write down, I'm grateful for these two things right now. And you know, a lot of people are like, Chuck, how do I come up with something every day? Well, honestly, I'm grateful this morning that I was able to counsel a young couple last night. Well, when I think about that, it's like, God's always got something to be grateful for. You just have to have an open heart and you have to let that heart be ready to receive and know that all good things have come from heaven. So what we sow in the morning is we're getting scripture in us. We're grateful. And then the third thing is this, every single morning, let your prayer begin with, God, would you give me wisdom today? Now you might pray for health, you might pray for all kinds of things, but I urge you because God promises when you ask, he'll grant you wisdom. Scripture in you, be grateful, write it down, and when you pray, always ask for wisdom. When we sow that in the morning, if the seed we sow are those three things, I promise you our afternoon will be filled with victory. You've got to make that choice. So maybe you're looking at seek, maybe you're looking to search, but I definitely know we need to look to sow. So I want to take you to the last word, and then we're going to actually pick that word that God has for us. And in this last word, I think it's an interesting concept called share. All of us have got to learn to share. You remember when you were in preschool? Share with one another, share with one another. I mean, I heard that song. I hated it then. I hate it now. But the fact is, it has an awful lot of truth to it. People who are growing to be more like Christ learn to share what they have with a world in need. When you have the message of Christ within you, you will share it with other people. When you have all you need, you will share it with people in need. Well, I want you to listen to the scripture found in 1 Corinthians where Paul is writing to the church in Corinth in chapter 12, beginning in verse 27, and here's what he says. All of you together, now that's a, that's a big concept, all of us together, Sugar Hill Church, our community beyond, all of us together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. Now, the Bible makes a big deal about recognizing that all the different parts of our body have different functions and it's different. And it doesn't take long to look around the people, no matter where you live, that everybody's different. Everybody's got some peculiarities and even some weirdness about them. I mean, just look in your own family in the room you're at now and just look around and you think, yeah, even in my own family, there's some weirdos. And by the way, if you're looking around and you think, I got no weirdos here, you might be that person. <laughs> but remember this, that when we share what we share, we share in community. The community is a big part of God's plan for this world. He said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. From the very creation, God had community in mind. Shortly after that, every leader in scripture we find needed community. Every great leader had around them community. And every great church is built on community. A community within, now watch this, but a community that serves outside. If you're a community that stays locked up, 
you never grow on the continuum. You literally stop dead still where you're at. Without community, we don't move forward. You say, well, Chuck, I, I wanna share. I wanna be that kind of person because I want God's richest for me. I want God's best for me. Well, then you're going to seek after what he has for you, the kingdom of God. You're going to search for God's best inside of his word. How great is that? You're going to sow with the intention to reap God's harvest, his best for you. And we're going to share in community. And you say, well, Chuck, what is exactly do I share? We share two things. Are you ready? We share our lives and our spiritual growth with our, with our friends, with our family, and with a world that is dying to hear the message, the positive message of Christ the Lord. And the second thing we share is we share with what we have for people that are marginalized and need help. All through the New Testament, Jesus talks about how people who love him will serve people in need. That's why we're trying to collect these thousands of shoes to go to Guinea-Bissau because there are people in need. There is an injustice there and Christians are called to bring justice, to take something that isn't right and turn it right. Well, that's why we're trying to pack a half a million meals and feed people in Gwinnett. That's why we have 400 boxes a week showing up at Sugar Hill Church with fresh veggies, fresh fruits, a dozen eggs, a gallon of milk, and a cooked chicken to give away 400 boxes of food to 400 families every week from now to the end of April. Friend, share with one another. Seek, search, sow, and share. So here's what I wanna ask you to do. Uh, whether you came by the church and picked up your rock kit or maybe whether, you, uh, maybe whether you just picked up a rock or you've got a piece of paper or you're writing on something, I want you to take a minute and we're gonna pray. And then I'm gonna ask you to pick, like I've got my rock and my Sharpie and I think the Lord's given me my word, but I want God to speak into your life and give you yours. Let's pray. God, today, first and foremost, we wanna thank you that because of the Lord Jesus, we have the opportunity to move closer to him because of his great love for us. Thank you that the Lord Jesus died for us and shed his blood for us and was raised from the dead for us that we might have life in abundance now so that this one word matters and that we might have heaven for all eternity. Speak into our friends, hearts and souls and minds right now and bring them clarity that they'll know where to seek, where to search, what to sow and how to share as they look after this one thing you've called them to in 2021. And Lord, we trust you that you'll speak into their lives individually with great clarity. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. So I want you to take a minute and write your word down. I'm gonna do mine right now.
at it. Because if it took longer than that, you might be thinking too much. I wrote on mine, sacrifice. You know, I, I'm a pastor and I love what I do. I love our church, I love our community. But friend, if there's anything the Lord's speaking into my life is Chuck, you need to sacrifice more. You need to sacrifice your time to serve others more. You need to sacrifice your finances to give more. You need to sacrifice so that you can serve more. I don't know what your word is, but I wish you would take a picture of your rock and post it on social media and just put on their hashtag SHC Rock Sunday. SHC Rock Sunday. And then show us a picture of your rock. I cannot wait to see how God uses this one word. Put it somewhere you see it, where you see it every day. I put mine right at my coffee maker where every morning I have to see all through 2021 where God reminded me, Chuck, I'm calling you to greater sacrifice. I wanna thank you for joining us today for Rock Sunday. Don't forget to take a picture of your rock and your word, post it on social media, hashtag SHC Rock Sunday. Y'all, I love you. This is the dearest church on the planet. If you've never been here before, we are live and in person at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. So we would love for you to come and join in a live service. But you know what? If you're not where you can yet, keep watching online. Share it with friends and family and let folks know that God's doing something special in your life through one word. God bless you, friend. I'll see you next week here at Sugar Hill Church.